to our show, Imaginative Innovations, with your hosts, Benjamin and Kellen. Hello, I'm your host, Benjamin. And I'm your host, Kellen. In our show, we'll talk about new and upcoming technologies and how we think they're going to change our world. Today, we will talk about technology used in crime. All right, let's get started. Let's do this. Okay, so me and Ben will each get five minutes to talk about uh, each of our topics, and then we will have a seven-minute discussion. So I will start my five minutes right now, and I'm going to be talking about surveillance cameras, gunshot detection systems, and automated license plate readers, or ALPRs. So surveillance cameras. Uh, What I've read um, in, so 14 out of 15 of UK um, studies show that the presence of more surveillance cameras lead to uh, lower crime rates, which means just uh, just having surveillance cameras in places will uh, will help help the crime, you know, decrease in that area. And uh, they also increase the probability of arrest and punishment. So you know, there's uh, more more caught on camera uh, than you know, like in person. And you know, just these cameras lead to uh, you know identifying. Uh, identifying criminals, identifying crimes in that area, and, you know, location, time, whatever. So these surveillance cameras are uh, very, very helpful to uh, police stations. And also, um, it also helps police stations uh, budget-wise. So they are cheaper than hiring more officers to, you know, catch criminals. And they're also more efficient as they, they can catch, you know, crimes done on camera, rather than just having multiple and like tons and tons of officers just, you know, just patrolling around an area doing, probably wasting their own time if nothing's going to happen there. Yeah. Um, one thing that cameras like brings a question in my mind is like, is there an ethics issue around surrounding this? Like, um, do you think that this could, if like having, um, like cameras everywhere in public that could necessarily cause a problem with people not wanting to be filmed? Or do you think it's not a problem? Like, how do you feel about this issue? Okay. Um, I actually read about this in one of the articles, um, how, how there were some disagreements to having too many cameras in different places. Um, my opinion is, I don't think, sur- I feel like surveillance cameras should only, like the video from the cameras should only have to be used if um if details from a crime that occurred in a place uh weren't like like if all the details weren't known yet so i i believe that um you know more cameras not not like too many cameras but a a good amount of surveillance cameras for you know for like crime offices um would would help but i feel that it shouldn't be like too overwhelming to the public to the point where people are even scared to just go to a place with a camera. All right, so. Oh. Um, I just gonna add on to that. Um, I, I guess surveillance cameras are probably more accurate than humans as well in like crime and stuff like that because when humans recall something, <laughs> I know this personally. <laughs> <laughs> you like think you say something and you say something else or like revisionist history. You just your our memories like aren't that good like when we when we think we know something we like change our memories to 
make us remember something happening that didn't necessarily <laughs> happen or happened a different way. So I think surveillance <laughs> cameras are good in that aspect. Yeah. And yeah, that's another, uh, another good point, Ben. Thank you. <laughs> um, all right. So I'm going to go a little faster now since I, I think I'm running out of time a little bit. So gunshot detection systems, I'm going to speed through this real quick. So gunfire, um, gunfire detection systems, they basically locate um, the location of gunfire or any other weapon using acoustic vibration, optical, or uh, potentially other types of, or sorry, it, it detects a weapon fire by using acoustic, acoustic vibration, optical, or potentially other types of sensors, as well as of a combination of these sensors. Um, these, uh, it has a transmitter that sends a message to the police dispatch center and uh, it goes to a computer that receives and displays the message. Uh, most, most gunshot detection systems are, you know, disguised in camouflage and locations. So they look like, you know, ordinary, you know, street objects. Uh, my next topic, automated license plate readers. So ALPRs are high-speed uh, computer-controlled camera systems that are typically mounted on, mounted on street poles, street lights, highway overpasses, mobile trailers, or attached to police squad cars. They automatically capture all license plate num numbers that come into view, along with the location, date, and time. All, all of that data is... Oh, that's the timer. <laughs> just, just keep going. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll just finish real quick. So... All the data that is recorded by LPRs are um, directly uploaded to um, a central server for all, you know, police police stations to access. Cool. Um. So before, like, this is a discussion period. Before you had ever, like, researched this, um, like, has researching this changed your view about the technology used in crime? Mm -hmm. uh, I I didn't know too much about uh, tech using crime. I, I always thought just like, you know, like forensics and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, just like surveillance cameras. And I knew uh, police, like police officers are required to have like a body camera, like on their vest. So it records like what they do. And so you can catch like an officer, mm -hmm. you know, like acting out or treating people unfairly and all that. Um. I, I guess that's kind of like with my point that I brought up earlier about the surveillance cameras. I think that's originally why the body cams like became into existence. I'm not 100% sure, but it would make sense because sometimes like it just it just helps to have everything recorded. Yeah. So like yeah, um you know, with a, a lot of like controversy between like, you know, police officers and and all that going on, mm -hmm. it'd be it'd be really good to have like concrete evidence of like what actually happened in that location or with that officer and with that person. I guess this ties in um, really well to like the, um, like with the protests and the struggles around um, violence and with police and stuff like that. And the mm -hmm. Eric Chauvin, I think that's how you pronounce his last name trial um, or like at the George Floyd trial. And I think um, it, this ties in really well with that. Yeah. All right. Uh, are you ready for your topic, Ben? I am ready. All right. Five minutes on the clock starting now.
Okay, so I'm going to talk about LAICPMS, and that sounds like a mouthful, but it stands for Laser Ablation Inductively Coupled Plasma Mass Spectrometry, which is a mouthful, but it's commonly referred to as LAICPMS. So what does LAICPMS do? Well, LAICPMS can be used for many different things. LAICPMS is used whenever there are small particles involved in a crime scene. The machine breaks down the particles down to almost their atomic structure and allows scientists to match the glass shards to other particles in different places, according to forensics colleges. As you can imagine, being able to track small particles can be extremely useful. LAICPMS is often used specifically for glass. These glass particles are transferred from items easily, which allows for scenic forensic scientists to follow the glass shards to a, sus to a suspect. The LAICPMS machine works by focusing a laser beam over the surface in question to generate fine particles, according to applied spectra. This is commonly referred to as laser ablation, or the LA and LAICPMS. The particles are then transferred to ICPMS, or the second part of LAICPMS, where they are excited by using a plasma torch so that they are ready for analysis. This may seem complicated, and it is, but apparently this is a game changer and is very useful in forensic science. According, also according to Applied Spectra, this machine allows for bulk analysis, which it was not possible before. So being able to um, go over many particles at the same time, which we weren't able to do before, and now we're able to do, which is cool. And we're able to do it because of LAICPMS. And in the long and short of it, they just break down the particles and it allows them to track the components to different things. So like say someone goes through a window and the glass shards are everywhere on the ground and like some of it gets caught onto the clothing, which is very common apparently then they can track that glass on them and be able to find a suspect. Wow. L-A-I-C-P-M. <laughs> right. It's a game changer. Okay, so first of all, that name is very long. <laughs> <laughs> and what it stands for, Laser Ablation Inductively Coupled Plasma Mass Spectrometry. Spectrometry. Oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> wow then the name is harder to to say than understand the whole concept of the idea yeah it's like it's, it's like everything it's like an explanation in the name <laughs> <laughs> okay so um so you're saying that this device i'm not gonna say the name <laughs> um so basically you like if you put like a glass shard um you can you like use like lasers to just like go f all the way like back into its atomic structure and see like you know like how it's been altered or like who's touched it and all that okay so i'm just gonna say from my very limited understanding from the laser ablation <laughs> inductively coupled plasma mass spectrometry it's complicated <laughs> so i i don't know that much about it in my research it's like the laser breaks down the particles to their atomic structure so the different parts of the um, atomic structure which somehow allows them to track suspects and, and now analyze the um, glass hmm. so 
uh, I, I know you, you don't really have like a wide understanding of it, but I'm kidding. Like if, if you like use this device on like, let's say like broken glass, it's like, if you like some broken to like a, con- mm-hmm. like it's convenience store or something like that, uh, they would be able to just by like breaking down the particles, they'd be able to track, you know, like, like multiple people who've came into like contact with that, that piece of glass shard. Yeah. Or like, like the different components of that glass shard, what it's come in contact to. And if they find another glass shard, they'll say, oh, that's from the same piece of glass. <laughs> it's the same window <laughs> or something like that. Wow. That <laughs> just as complicated as its name. Yeah. L A R C P M S. Wow. You'll so, be saying it in your dreams now, Kellen. I, I will. Oh. Was that the five minute or the seven minute timer? Uh, five minute. So, <laughs> well, um, it, like I definitely could see how this stuff is changing the world of crime, and it just makes me wonder where, like, forensic science, um, could go in the future. And before I had like researched it, um, like it kind of just like my understanding was like there's a detective and they use their detective skills and some like fingerprints to find out like who did it but it seems like there's so much more than that um did you come across any um technologies in your research that you think um are gonna like change forensic science and like it it really really occurred to me that they're like scientists like are do you see it um like changing or like any technologies that you really think are going to change forensic science? Uh, okay. Well, first of all, I, I've already started the seven minute discussion time. <laughs> Good <laughs> <All> for <right>. you. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> uh, just, just needed to let, you know, the audience know that we are, we are giving ourselves seven minutes to discuss, but I'm wasting time. Okay. Anyways. So um, there, there are some like resources that I didn't get to uh, researching like in depth at least. So I know that, um, police have come across or not come across, but, uh, they use like facial recognition software. So, uh, back to like the ethical part where, uh, you know, some, some people might not like to be filmed or, you know, identified by, especially through like, uh, these, uh, these like, uh, systems, but, uh, anyways, I, I kind of lost my uh, train of thought, but anyways, what I was going to say, um, these face facial recognition softwares you know i feel as they get like more and more advanced and more and more you know precise it can even maybe like you know it can even find like oh this person might be related to this like uh this you know criminal or you know like they like a crime family or something <laughs> but it's oh. like those movies like oceans eight or something or yeah the, the big exactly. family. have you ever watched those movies I ha- I've watched um I think it was Ocean's Eleven with the sister or daughter or <laughs> yeah I, I think I watched that one on the plane uh, <laughs> two years ago but anyway I, f- I find it um like back to like a criminal family like it reminds me of like the Twenty Three and Me where they find your like where you came from kind of thing and how <laughs> they've used it to track down criminals based on their DNA and I think that's another controversial topic as well as the security cameras yeah yeah like these facial recognition like uh you know like cameras or like items 
mm-hmm. like I it's it's getting so advanced to the point where it could it it's like well on its way to you know be able to you know like recognize patterns in like someone's face or like analyze analyze like you know their skin or something to like mm-hmm. you know do some weird stuff and analyze dna i don't i i don't really know how to explain like my my thinking but. well it's crazy like just with your phone how it can recognize your face um and just open open with your face and, like yeah. it went from the fingerprints to facial recognition and also back to like the 23 me idea it, it i i personally i find it a little creepy that they can like track your dna and stuff like that and it's facial recognition and stuff but um i know that's another controversial topic because um like it's a it's a company and then they're using your data to to help the government and people didn't necessarily think that's what they signed up for (laughs) and they didn't want to necessarily like not that they knew that someone in their family committed a crime, but they don't necessarily want to put someone that they in their family in jail either. So I know that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, just even like yeah, just the right the everyday you know recognition software like mm-hmm. fingerprints. It even like if you're twins, it'll memorize the exact like like pattern of your fingerprint, um, or like with uh face id it like i'm pretty sure it like at least with my phone it it looks at like the edges of your face and like how your mm-hmm. jaw and cheeks are are shaped um so that like you have to like move your head around so that it can capture like every single part of like like the your forehead the like shape of your of your cheek and your jaw and you know how it dips and all that uh but yeah just like I, it, it's kind of scary to think like how how advanced like like normal uh like recognition software is getting mm-hmm. and how advanced you know because we we don't have a lot of information on like on military like technology so it's kind of scary to think about like how how like technologically advanced some of those like softwares might be mm-hmm. especially if they're used in the military yeah back to your fingerprint idea though i i found this fact somewhere a long time ago i don't know exactly where but your fingerprints <laughs> stay on paper for like something like 40 years which is a super long time when you think about it like my parents when they were born they still have their fingerprints on pieces of paper <laughs> like maybe their <laughs> schoolwork which is just like what <laughs> and yeah but i think we're running out of time so this was Imaginative Innovations brought to you by Benjamin Viafor and Kellen Wu. Thank you for tuning in. This was our show for today. See you next Tuesday at 3. Oh, my timer just went Oh, a timer. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. See you guys.